This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Centre with Audrey Raj. Now, while everyone's been talking about flexible work arrangements, there's been a quiet, creeping demand in some parts of the world for something called flexible pay access or instant pay. Now, with the rising cost of goods, thanks to inflation, more and more workers across the globe are feeling the pinch at the end of the month. And access to some or a portion of your pay when you need it you know, in the middle of the month can be a saving grace. And according to our friends from Paywatch, who've been helping their clients, including Lotus, uh, USR Brands and Kenny Hills Bakers to give their staff immediate access to earned wages, flexible payroll could also be a new ESG measure. So to talk to us about this and the benefits of flexible payroll to organizations here, I have online with me today, Richard Kim, CEO at Paywatch. Richard, welcome to Resource Center. Nice to meet you. Thank you for inviting. Richard, I thought we would start by setting the stage. You know, there's a history of Financial problems uh, faced by employees and that are suffered uh, by their management, you know, as a repercussion. Can you talk to us about how long this has been going on and give us some details on these financial issues and why this is such a pressing issue uh, in Malaysian businesses? I think I don't think it's just a Malaysian issue. I think it's a global issue. Uh, and I think uh, uh, employees being paid on a monthly basis uh, is uh, putting strains even in the even in uh, in the markets like US or uh, or even more uh, slightly more developed market like Korea so it is is i think it's it's all around and actually what I, what i see is that actually a lot of uh, employees will go to employers asking for an advance on their salary mm-hmm. and but there's no structure to it but it's just an ongoing phenomenon. Um, but some of the employees will allow it, some of the employees will not allow it. But it also uh, is a very difficult uh, question to ask. So from my personal experience, what I, what I, uh, although my uh, background has been consumer finance, I used to run an uh, FMB uh, 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 joint uh, as a hobby. And actually, a lot of my young workers came in asking for an advance in salary. Mm. And when and when they ask for an advance, it's just it's, if they work for ten days uh, in that month, they just want to pay for the, the ten days they already worked. Yeah. So it, it is an earned wage, and just uh, hey, but can you uh, you know settle early for me? Uh, is the ground, and yet it is a very very difficult thing uh, for an employee to ask the employer, and especially the young people these days are very shy about it, and mm. so I thought. Uh, but what if if what if the person works for uh, like a, a big company like McDonald's or or Starbucks, where the store owner, uh, the manager doesn't have the authority to give such advance? Mm. So I said, but okay, so that's where I got the idea, and I said I should turn this into a platform, right? right. right. And 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 so people don't have to ask those uh, difficult questions face to face, and there's a structure in place. And because I've been in consumer finance, what I realized is every time there is an, uh, a big disruption in the market, such as Asian economic crisis, subprime, and, 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 and even uh, uh, the, the recent pandemic, is, 
is that there's a tightening in cash flow, and it is is for, let's say, the workers with uh, lower wages have always had harder time uh, accessing uh, uh, funding from, let's say, first year banks when they need the money, and and accessing then such funding at a low interest rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the bipolarization, the disparity just grows every time we are hit with a tsunami. So, right. so I, I see that it's, it's something we need to, how we can solve this problem is by creating, understanding the needs uh, from the financial institutes, understanding the needs from the corporates and understanding the needs for the end users and, and try to come up with a win-win solution, mm-hmm. trying to uh, create sort of a positive circle. Mm. Is that's what we're trying to do. So mm. basically, because I've been in working in consumer finance, I understand the you know the reason why banks cannot you know give uh, you know low interest financing uh, is obviously because of the credit risk. But if we could get uh, transfer that risk from the individuals to corporates, uh, trustworthy corporates, then the banks can allow uh, you know preferred financing. So that's why it had to be a B2B2C. Basically, mm. we are looking, you're not looking at the employers, you're looking at the employers for you know, paying you back, basically. So Richard, um, mm. I just coming back to the businesses that you know, have the authority, have the processes in place mm. to grant an advance pay or, mm. or earned wage to mm. their staff. Is this process disruptive in any way to a business? Um, does it in any way impact uh, a company's bottom line? I mean, retention no. is one issue, but, you know, right. um, does this in any other way disrupt payroll and other processes in the back end? Oh, yes, it's very much so, very much so. And what we found out is, uh, like, I was talking to a lot of taxi companies at first, and what happened was, uh, is you know, they always give advance to the employees, but it's, it's come out as kind of like an IOU sort of a uh, loan. And if, and if the employee doesn't pay back the employer, the employer will sue the employees. So, which is, which is a very, very painful process, right? So, so they feel for the employees, but it is, a, it was a big headache for the, uh, for the employer. So when some of the industries, when we approach them, they are very, uh, openly embracing because it's kind of taking away their hassle. So what is flexible payroll access? What does it look like? How do you define it? And, and what kind of tools do you need in order to, um, well, execute this. Well, so we need to have a clear sense of how much these people are, make, uh, are making, how, how long have they worked in that month, right? Because we don't want to pay out the entire amount because, you know, people have big bills that's coming at the end of the month, right? So we want to make sure, and, and, we, and then we, know, we need to understand what their existing uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, payments are like, and there are other deductions, so we work with employees and say, hey, should we set it at 30% or 50%? So we'll usually start with a uh, lower number and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure we give them the access, but we also want to make sure that people have enough money at the end of the month mm-hmm. to pay for uh, the big bills. That's, that's one. Uh, what, we, what we did was when I did a focus group interview uh, on the employees before launching the product, why we are different from other ETOVA players and we, we want to claim it as a flexible 
uh, payroll. Yes, EW just means you're getting your own wage early. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the problem with the existing EW players out there is it's not cheap. It's very expensive when you when you convert it. There's a fee to it, is it? There's a fee to it, and mm-hmm. and the fees tend to be uh, there's a range, but it tends to be quite high. And and people will use it because if they if it's still cheaper than the other means or having to go to loan shark, they will use it, but they're not happy about it mm. because this is different from a personal loan. Mm. This is something I already earn, so why do I have to pay high fee for it? So making it as cheap as possible was my uh, is what we wanted to do. So and I said, so I actually asked them, uh, how much are you willing to pay? I said, well, I'm willing to pay a, a small transaction, nominal transaction fee. So how would that be nominal transaction? So I asked if the nominal transaction fee, in a sense, is equivalent to somewhat equivalent to ATM fee. Are you be would you be okay with it? And and that's where people responded. Oh, that's a very reasonable, and it would be great if you could only charge us that. So mm-hmm. that was the starting point. So I had to go and ask the banks. Hey, we are lowering the risk. So you get uh, this uh, financing at a lowest co- you know, possible cost. And, and, and also the banks are feeling the pressures to help the people. So, and, and, and actually, so, and, and they see there's a low risk and, there's, and it's, this helps with them as new acquisition. Mm. So, so getting that deal from the bank was, was the first thing. Yeah. And, and having the bank's cooperation and giving that access, uh, that's the starting point. And, and then we can go to the corporate to adopt it. Yes, with a little bit of an additional work. But once the project got in place, the employer is very happy with the retention and satisfaction. Because we have a worry in life. It, it, you know, if we have one less worry, obviously your productivity will go up. And if you stay on, the biggest cost for a lot of these uh, retailer, FMB, uh, manufacturing, the industries is, is a high turnover. Mm. And, the, and the recruitment cost and the training cost is very high. So if mm. you rather uh, give a little to make sure your existing employee stays on and be happy, it's, it's worthwhile for them. So actually, the employers are now happy to uh, pay us a little fee for maintaining our service. So our, our point is, uh, is that instead of going uh, looking at cons- the end users as the means uh, for uh, the most of the revenue, it just wanted to be you know uh, take a little bit from the employer, take a little bit you know uh, less, give a little bit less back to the bank in terms of margin, and and make sure the end users are happy. As long as the end users are happy, it, it goes in 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 the cycle, and that's why we. That's why I think we are the only one that's being really recognized as making social impact and, and being that ESG compared to other lenders. Any right. other? We'll come back to that in just a few minutes, Richard. We're going to take a quick break for some messages. More from Richard Kim, CEO of Paywatch, in just a few minutes on Resource Center. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Building Future Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
we're back. You are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Richard Kim, CEO of Earned Wage Access Solution Paywatch. And we're talking about flexible payroll and how it could also be a new ESG measure. Now, Richard, uh, before the break, you were talking to us about how you built Paywatch and the benefits to employers when it comes to uh, retention and you know recruitment issues as well. But I'm, I'm curious as to how you execute this. You know, is it on an app or how do you do this? Is it a platform that's built into their HR systems, the HR system of organizations? Or how does Paywatch come in? So the employees will get an app uh, for them to see how much they can access in each day. So every day uh, they look at it, uh, they know how much money they have earned, no crude, and how much they can access. And this also helps uh, in terms of motivation. Because you're seeing that, you know, that uh, especially people who are working on an hourly basis, they can see, you know, it's, it's growing, right, in the months. Uh, for the employers, we give them a web portal to the HR. Also, also get, uh, show them, you know, when the employers are making the drawdowns. So they will have access to, you know, clear visibility of what's happening throughout the months. If we won't just you know, send them the invoice at them the months, but they'll have a clear picture throughout the months. Hmm. So web portal for the employers and app for the employees. And do you allow access to a portion of their earned pay or is it all earnings up to that day? Our, our, uh, our principle is to allow 50%, uh, up to 50% of the, of the monthly uh, earning. So there will be some leftover to pay for the bigger bills at the end of the month. But actually, we work with the employers in setting the limits mm. and kind of testing it out. Uh, so, yes, right, right. case by case. Okay. And is there a downside to flexible payroll? I mean, it can't all be rosy. I'm sure there's a bit of give and take there. But, you know, are there any disadvantages of, you know, this perk sorts um, i i don't think so because people say hey are you are you pushing them to spend more that's usually that's really not true because a lot of this segment is already using another means of financing mm-hmm. at a high interest if they just transfer over there will be a reduction and uh, the credit card like penetration is very low in this market but if we work more like a charge card it will never turn into revolving never-ending debt or high interest it's like we need the money. We do research on the uh, the use, user case, and seventy percent is on emergency, thirty mm. percent on necessities. This is not people are not going out buying and going shopping with this money. It's something to put bread on the table. Also, if there are family emergency, medical bills, uh, you know, wedding, funerals, what have you. So it's, it is more or less to cover the un, unexpected cost. So and and. So this, uh, instead of having to go and ask for friends or other means, I think it's a good thing. So before the break, Richard, you mentioned that you see this as a new ESG effort. Is this the S in the ESG? Can yes, you talk about obviously, that? Yes, obviously it is, it is a social impact. Uh, and actually, and, and, and a lot of the companies that we work for now, uh, even uh, there's a big convenience store called CU. Uh, it's, uh, it's in Malaysia, but uh, it's our one of, uh, major client back in Korea. It was actually their EST team reached out to us and mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is, uh, we are looking for an, uh, 
uh, flexible payroll solution for the employees, especially for the part-time workers. Can you help us? And they see, and, and it was one of their ESG social impact initiative, and they just, uh, they came, uh, reached out to us. Even in the case of Malaysia, our first anchor client who's been, has been a wonderful partner is the Lotus. It, it, they found us even before we launched. And the CEO, uh, you know, uh, she told me, hey, a lot of people suffer emotionally, financially, physically, or sort of pandemic, and, and they're trying to find ways to help their employees. And, and, and that's why they were in a search uh, to ease their financial pains. But unlike other EWA players, we found out, you know, that your pricing makes it, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how you do it, but this is truly a social impact platform, which is you're know, differentiated from the, uh, the, uh, the, the rest of the uh, pack. So, so actually it was the employer coming to us and having those big anchor clients on board early on uh, we're very lucky because then, you know, it builds credibility uh, and then it was easy to cascade down to other. Right. Mm. Um, Richard, is there anything else that we may have missed uh, in this conversation that you feel may be important to give us the full 360 on flexible payroll or earned mm. wage access? We are trying to come up with more and more on data. On, I mean, the retention is clear, but how... Uh, it helps the productivity. So it, we have to really uh, work with the employer closely to come up with the better data. Mm. And we really want the numbers to speak for itself. And the most powerful uh, sort of a sales pitch first is always uh, the testimonials of the end users and the testimonials of the CEOs and the HR directors. So we, we are very keen on uh, working with employers and Obviously, any new uh, sort of an initiative, people are a little skeptical at first, but uh, we are, you know, we are very open about it, and we are willing to work at a, you know, at a uh, segment by segment. I, I say even the limit, everything, just you know, whatever you're comfortable with. But through the experience, you know, we are learning and growing together, and 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 that's uh, and that should be the path. Uh, is the most important thing is the data, mm-hmm. right? And, and the and feedback has been and the feedback has been positive, uh, at least uh, from it, the employees. Uh, employees definitely, and and the and the employers as well. So we are we are building a library of of these testimonials and cases and uses, and I think it just uh, it will just uh, uh, add on, grow on, and 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 being a multinational, there's a lot of. Uh, good because the companies that we already won in these first two markets we go to the next country like Indonesia and Philippines same brands are there and they just you know give a call to the HR director of another country and say oh it's going well we should do it for our employees as well so right so and we're trying to go to markets where they're more needy and obviously so like that's why the uh, Indonesia and Philippines will be next Right. It's a small adjustment that could make a world of difference for your workforce. Yes, yes. All right. And if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Richard Kim, CEO of Paywatch. My name is Audrey Raj. Catch you again next week on Resource Centre, BFM 89.9.
listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.